0: cliffcentral.com Okay, it's time for Dr. Hanan. So this is where we get to talk to our, our live-in psychologist once a week. He's our he's our shrink. He puts us on the on the couch and helps us to figure out our problems once a week. And uh, we, we have a serious issue because we actually experienced this just last week. We lost a beloved colleague, uh, Homo Lemo, mm. in a car accident. And I, I thought it would be useful to just ask Dr. Hanan how how you deal with grief and trauma at work because it's some, some people really struggle with this stuff stuff, and I understand it. it. It must be, it must be extremely hard for people who've lost someone who's close to them, who maybe their colleagues don't even know. But when you lose someone who you actually work with, then I think everybody in the office feels the same about it. And, you know, people deal with that in different ways. So we're a close team, we're, we're small, and, and uh, you know we keep it all uh, together and we all kind of go through whatever we go through together. We have the support of each other, but in a much bigger, more corporate environment. I know there are policies, but how do people deal with this stuff? So let's go, get to Dr. Hanan and ask him. Hey, Doc. Yeah. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. Good, good. good. You. Maybe you can help us to make our way through this. <laughs> Mario, Doc, because it is difficult when you're in a big corporation. They have policies around how much time you're allowed to take off, um, to grieve. They uh, expect you to be back at work. Um, they, they also expect you to just get over things in a very short space of time. And you've you've helped us understand the grief process. Uh, last week, I think we spoke a little bit about that. Hmm. But let's just talk about how it works at work. So
1: as you're aware, the time that you spend with your colleagues could be more significant than the time that you spend with your spouse or your kids. And uh, many people have deeper, more meaningful relationships with their colleagues than they do with their own family members. You know, because when you're at work, you talk about everything and anything. You talk about your desires, your aspirations, your skeletons uh, in the closet. You talk about your family issues, your colleagues might know things that are intimate to you that your spouse doesn't even know. And so the relationship is way more entrenched and uh, sometimes more significant than any other relationship that that you have. And loss is incredibly difficult, especially when you lose somebody that represents and takes so much away from your life. So think about your life, you know, comprising of many different elements and the moment a person represents so much more or so much and that chunks gets removed from your life that leaves a massive gaping hole and a massive vacuum and the aim is to fill up that vacuum with things that are meaningful because the mistake that people make when they're dealing with grief is to try to fill up that vacuum with logic And logic and emotions are just, they just do not mix. You cannot logic way out of grief because Mm -hmm. loss is one of those things that just do not make sense. And unless you are incredibly religious, and I find my patients that are incredibly religious, they can kind of make sense of it because they just follow the rules of the book. And they have a belief that this is where the person goes and X, Y, and Z. But for most people that are secular, the idea of loss, whilst it can make sense and they make sense of it in a logical way, when it happens, it's a completely visceral experience and no longer logical. So, you know, just to Mm. give you an example, when I deal with uh, patients that knows their loved one is going to die, so for example, maybe terminal cancer. And they know that they have six weeks, three months, six months with the person. They have a lot of time to say goodbye and reason out and tick off bucket lists. Yeah. Um, and their loss is just as significant and just as difficult as the loss of somebody that has lost some, someone just mm, with no preparation. And my point yeah. is that preparing for loss doesn't make the loss any easier mm. so going back to the you know the loss of a colleague there's no logic in your way out of it you've got to walk your way out of it and actually you've got to walk your way through it and remember i gave the analogy of you know when you lose someone it's like the universe giving you a 20 kilo kilogram uh, bag of potatoes to carry for the rest of your life and you kind of learn to manage it you don't put it down You don't learn to get rid of it, but you learn to carry it in a way that's way more palatable. What I recommend to you and your team is stick together because you have a common experience and walk through this together. But this is the important part. You walk through this. You don't stay stuck. You don't stay stuck in the office, in the corner, in the dark room and bubble wrap yourself and expect for the grief to get better. You walk through this you get back to work. You know, I found when I went through my own personal loss and the people that I work through uh, or with the way that they get through their personal loss is they get back to work. They're back to get back to their identities as being a father, being a husband, being a spouse, being a friend, being a colleague, just keep on moving forward. Because again, the way you're going to make sense of it is not by standing still, but moving forward. And then when you look back at it, you realize that you're learning to, man- to manage this bag of potatoes in a much better way.
0: Well, uh, Ryan, I mean, it's been, it's been hard, harder for some people than it is for others because people deal with grief in different ways. And yeah. Doc, maybe you can help us understand, you know, how to, how to extend sympathy and, and be a support to each other without making that person feel like they can't get out of the cycle that they're in. Because there are going to be some who are affected worse than others. And and some people are better at dealing with grief than other people. As you said, religion might play a part. Um, sometimes uh, people think, well, if it's someone old, you can get over it quicker. If it's someone young, it's much harder. What do you make of that?
1: So, I always suggest that you give people what they need. You don't give people what you think they need. So offer the kind of support that they ask you for. Don't, you know, turn to somebody and go, you must be going through a difficult time. Uh, You must be grieving in a particular way. Don't assume because to your point, Gareth, some person might find it a lot more healing not to talk about it and maybe healing through sport or maybe healing through their own family or maybe healing through, you know, writing or maybe engaging in a, in a journey or a project that they have outside of work. That's how they heal. Other people heal by talking about it. Uh, other people heal through their communities. Other he- people heal through their church. So it doesn't mean just because you've had this common experience that you are suddenly an expert in somebody else's journey. Offer people what they need, not necessarily what either, what you think they need. So if you try to force somebody to talk about it because you've read somewhere in a book or you've read on Dr. Google that, you know, people talking about it is what helps them heal. Mm -hmm. And I say this to you, people don't heal by talking about it. People Mm -hmm. heal by moving forward. It's very important because they're talking about it. If you are stuck, it doesn't help you heal. Talking about it, moving forward and creating and filling up the vacuum with meaningful experiences is what's going to help you heal. So give your colleagues what they need not necessarily what you think they need.
0: Uh, So here's a question from somebody. I think this is valid. My best friend says Janet, my best friend is terminal feels as if there will never be enough time. I wonder if the grieving process has already begun.
1: Definitely. Definitely. That's a really great point. Um, The definition, the real definition of grief is when your world goes from A to B, and whilst your head can understand it your heart hasn't had time to accept it so when somebody's going through a terminal illness they have already changed and hence your world has changed and now you've got to adjust to a world that's continuously changing until you know the person goes so the grieving process already started because you're adjusting to a brand new world and obviously in your head you know what's coming but the true healing will happen when you know, you can move on from a stable world as opposed to from this continuous uh, moving world or changing world.
0: All right. Uh, Leanne, you've also had to go through this a couple of times with family and friends. Anything mm. you want to throw in?
2: Yeah, it, it, it's interesting, um, Dr. Hanan, how you bring up the the fact that it doesn't make it easier one way or the other, whether it's um, something that, that happens quickly or unexpectedly. Mm or something that drags on. And I have I've experienced both in many ways. Um, I do feel though that when it is something sudden, yes, the grieving process may not be um, any different, but I feel like you are able to move on a lot faster than when you, when it's someone who's particularly close to you and you're dealing with everything that comes with that terminal disease or that state, um, you know, where you're involved in their everyday life, um, that can be a huge strain on, on a person. But uh, yeah, either way, it's just horrible to deal with. And and like you say, it's it's carrying that bag of potatoes differently. You'll you'll never just get out of it. You'll okay. just walk with a different posture. <laughs> for the rest of your life yeah
1: absolutely right now uh, loss is disgusting i mean there's you know when i see when i see a patient for the first time and they come with any any issue any challenge the moment i hear it's loss, i'm like oh man this person is going to walk through a rough time because there's nothing mm-hmm. that i can say and there's nothing that i can do that can take away the pain in the immediate with anything else with any other challenge or any other conflict or any other issue, I know that I can give them a tool that will leave, help them leave the session feeling better. But when it comes to loss and grief, I know there's nothing on planet Earth that I can say or I can do, I can give them that will make the pain go away. Loss is disgusting. But again, I always tell people, you've got to walk through it. And what I do promise you is if you walk through it in healthy ways with people that celebrate you, not with people that tolerate you, It will get easier, I promise you. So um, at least you can marry the idea that it will get easier as long as you walk through it.
0: All right. Well, thanks, Doc. I think you are um, a lifesaver for us on a, a Monday. We bring you all these weird situations and problems, and you hopefully are able to steer us in a better direction than we would have been able to figure out on our own. And you deal with so many people that it's useful to just have your insights if nothing else Uh, and for those people who aren't uh, going through any of this now inevitably one day you will this is like it's it's a taxes and death thing, right? You, there are two yeah, so. things you can be sure of in life, and, and one of them is death and one is taxes. So just get over it. That's what you've got to deal with. And it's ironic that uh, this is uh, February, so it's also tax season for a lot of people. So <laughs> yeah. through both at the same time. Talk
2: about grieving.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: by the way, to, um, even, even to this comment, Gareth, and it's quite important that you can actually walk through grief with humor. As a matter of fact, you must walk yeah. through grief with humor. Because humor is not a way to belittle or to diminish what has happened, but that is how we create a common human experience. And we can celebrate the life of a person as opposed to mourn over the loss of a person. Mm. You can look at it as a way that you've had so much time and experience with a person as opposed to look at it or what have we lost? Think about what you've gained.
0: Yeah. Very good. All right, Doc, thank you. We will check in with you in a week. Nice Have time. an awesome Have good week. week at work. Uh, lots of things to do this week.